Ever tried reading while jogging, cooking, or even juggling flaming torches? Yeah, doesn't end well. But with Audiobooks.com, you can conquer books without the circus act. Dive into over 450,000 titles, including more than 10,000 free ones. Get hooked on a bestseller, find your next obsession, or finally read that classic you've been avoiding since high school. And here's the inside scoop. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial and snag your first three audiobooks on the house. Sign up for your free trial at audiobooks.com slash podcast free today. That's audiobooks.com slash podcast F-R-E-E. This is Cruise Radio. Now more than ever, you should consider trip insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for checking out this bonus episode of Cruise Radio. My name is Doug Parker. Happy to have you here, my friend. A review of Carnival Luminosa this week, our very first review of the ship. John just returned after a quick three-night sailing out of Brisbane, Australia. It's actually um, in a couple of weeks, so early April, it'll be doing a 21-night cruise from Brisbane to Seattle to start repositioning for the Alaska season this summer before it heads back to Australia this fall. So we'll punch John up here in just a couple of moments to talk about Carnival Luminosa. And coming up this week on the Cruise Radio Patreon, we'll be airing that 30-minute unedited interview with Carnival's brand ambassador, John Heald. Had a chance to catch up with him a couple of months ago on a ship, and it was fun to say the least. That's at patreon.com slash cruise radio if you want in on that. Also, big thank you to Brian, Dell, and Lester for joining the Cruise Radio Patreon at the executive producer level. Completely overwhelmed by your support. As I mentioned, John is on the line and he just got back from a three-night cruise on Carnival Luminosa, and he's here to talk all about it before it comes to Seattle. John, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, Doug. Yourself? Very good. And thank you for accommodating the time zone difference. We're 14 hours between Jacksonville, Florida and Melbourne, Australia. So I'm happy to talk with you today about Carnival Luminosa because uh, it's our very first review. The ship's only been in Carnival's hands for a couple of months. So let's jump right in here and take a step back. First off, what made you want to sail this three-nighter on Carnival Luminosa? Because you're in Melbourne and you had to get up to Brisbane. Doug, I'll get a very cheap price for it. Uh, it was $140 Australian, which is about, I think, about 100 US for the three nights. So that was a very cheap price. Those prices were going for this group of cruises leading up to Christmas. Um, sorry, um, up to this point since Christmas time. And I got it as a result of a combination of the loyalty program discounts being 55 plus. And just general discounts for this particular ship. So I think the whole combination of of those things gave me this very cheap price. That is awesome. So you make your way to the cruise terminal there in Brisbane. How was the embarkation process? Look, it was it was it was very quick. We we got there about ten thirty. We we're on the ship by eleven thirty, having lunch by about twelve. The the cruise terminal is brand new. I think it, they finished construction on it about a year and a half ago, a year ago. It's it's a beautiful cruise terminal. The original one was closer to Brisbane, further up the river, and it was very dated and just a slow process because they didn't have the infrastructure set up for it. But this terminal is beautiful. However, it is a little bit, 
uh, what's the word? Uh, remote. It's in a, it's in an industrial area that's mm-hmm. further away from the city. So it took a while to get to it. But once you get to it, it it's quite a surprise. It, it's a beautiful building. And, and the process of getting on the ship was quite quick. I'm curious if there was any protocols for cruising out of Australia because they were very late on the restart. Like, you still have to be vaccinated to cruise if you're leaving from Australia? Yeah, you have to be vaccinated and you have to have proof of those vaccinations, which is, a, a, I think it's called an international vaccine document, which you can, Australians can easily access here on a certain app that we, a government app that we can easily use on our phone and get that certificate. But you have to be vaccinated to go on the cruises. All right. So you make your way on board Carnival Luminosa. Now, this is a new ship for Carnival, but it came out in 2009 as Costa Luminosa. So I'm curious because you've been on a handful of Carnival cruise line ships pre-Carnival Luminosa. So what were your impressions of this one? Like, what were your first thoughts walking on board? It was interesting because after being on Carnival three times before, I was kind of keen to check out what a Costa cruise ship look like, even though this is a carnival ship now. And so it does look completely different. I'm sure many of your listeners have seen pictures of this particular ship. It doesn't have the typical winged funnel that, that a carnival ship usually has. And there's and there's quite a few other differences. But once you're on board, it feels like a carnival ship. The fit out they've done has made it seem exactly like you're on a standard carnival ship with, with all the usual kind of attractions and cafes and restaurants and color schemes and so forth. Have you been on other Spirit class ships over there? Le, what, like Legend, Spirit? Spirit, Legend, and I was on Splendor, Splendor last year. Okay. Yeah. So is the layout the same as like the Spirit class where you have like basically the, the two promenades on deck two and three? Yes. It was very similar. You got a really attractive rate on this sailing. So what kind of accommodations did that get you? I had a standard balcony, Kevin. Did they modernize the room at all when it was handed over from Costa to Carnival, like for USB ports? Uh, I believe they had the USB ports with Costa as well, but that that was all there. So, Doug, just think about your standard cabin with a balcony, and that was it. It, it was it was a really nice cabin, very comfortable, very spacious. Uh, I had it for myself. I was traveling with family, but I had my own cabin. But but this cabin was quite spacious with lots of room. Uh, and it was just a, a really nice cabin on deck eight. So it was pretty close to things as well. Isn't that the best when you're traveling with family and you have your own stateroom? I, we just did a family cruise in February on Carnival Celebration. I had my own room and my family had their own rooms. And it was just so nice to just come together for our meals and excursions and activities and not have to worry about tripping over each other like we did when we were kids cruising. Well, those cabins can get pretty small once you put a few people in them. Yeah, no, definitely, for sure. All right, let's talk about the food on Carnival Luminosa. And we'll start at the top at the Lido Marketplace. What were your thoughts? Over here, at least on Luminosa, it works much like a, how would I explain it, like a, a shopping mall food court okay. in that you, you go up to the various counters that offer different sort of foods and you ask the, per- the attendant for what you want. There's very little actually like you handling the food yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you got as much food as you needed without getting too much, I thought. The lineups for those those counters were actually quite small too. Like the ship was nearly full, mm-hmm. but you didn't feel like you were waiting too long for anything. It was It was quite good. See, that's what I love about those spirit class ships from Carnival because it just, yeah, they may carry 2,200 or whatever they carry, but you never feel like you're on top of each other unless you want to be. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So how about the main dining room? What type dining did you have and how was your experience in there? 
look, we, we had 5.30 dining, a little bit early for me, but that's just the time they gave us. Um, but that was quite fine because by the time you actually get served, it's closer to six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, the food was fantastic. Uh, I've never had a I've never had a complaint about the food on any cruise ship, to be honest. But in this particular case, given that I got the price so cheaply, I, I would hate to be complaining about anything. But the food was fine. Look, if anything, I think the servings were a little bit on the small size, Doug. Mm-hmm. But you can always ask for a second entree yeah. or, you know, or a second dessert if you're not too embarrassed to. And, and it's not a problem. Have they installed the Guy's Burger joint and the Blue Iguana Cantina yet? Uh, that's a good question because it was such a short cruise. I'm having, and it was two weeks ago. So I'm having trouble remembering whether or not those things were there. I think the, the, the burger one was there. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other thing you mentioned I don't think was there. They did have the barbecue one set up. I don't know what that's called. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's like the, the smokehouse. I know that they have like the Bonsai Sushi Express. They said they were putting on there, of course, the whole pizzeria at El Capitano, the steakhouse. The barbecue thing, instead of being an, a, a separate kind of uh, restaurant or room, was just another counter in, in the marketplace, if gotcha. that makes sense. Let's talk about the entertainment. What kind of entertainment is Carnival bringing on these three-nighters on Luminosa? Well, pretty much everything, Doug. They had, they had the full stage shows going. I saw two of them. Uh, they had comedians, uh, individual musicians that performed in the, the various lounges, uh, the piano bar, etc. I, I was going to say, I've never been a big fan of, of cruise, th- those big cruise production shows. Mm-hmm. But I have to be fair, we, when I saw one called Flick, which was uh, about – different film music yep. and songs from films, and it was really, really good. The singing was amazing, and the production of it was fantastic. I have to agree with you there. Flick is probably the best production out of the 12 shows. They had another show where they brought up all the different nationalities from on the on the ship, so all the different flags came up onto the stage from different workers on the ship. I don't know if you're familiar with the show, mm-hmm. but they had a range of different songs for it. And they even brought up some kids from the kids' club who had been practicing the song. That's cool. Yeah, it was okay. Look, you know, not my thing, but the audience really loved it. It, it was a nice touch. Yeah, it's called like We Are, we Are One or something like that, where it's they, they right. bring all the, yeah, the nationalities from like the Philippines, Indonesia, and like 30, I believe, nationalities. With there being three days at sea, how were the sea days as far as crowds and congestion? It was fun. There was plenty of things to do. You know, you've got your usual things to do like trivia. We're big on bingo. So 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 we, we did that. I'm because I'm a school teacher, I'm I'm big on spending time in Serenity, the kid free area, because it's just a nice sure. place to to go where 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 kids you know, presumably can't go. So so there's enough there to fill up your day. But again, it was just a three-day cruise. I'm not sure I'd be saying the same thing if it was a much longer cruise. I think when you go on a cruise, I think there are times personally where you have to just be prepared to, to just relax yeah. and, 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 and watch the sea go by. In terms of activities, uh, there, were lots, there were lots of sports activities going, including table tennis, et cetera. I, I think there's plenty to do if you're looking for that. Are you a book reader at sea? Look, Doug, I'm not, <laughs> but but I do listen to podcasts. The casino on board is on a lower level. How was the smoke situation in and around it? That's an interesting question because <laughs> I come from a family of gamblers, so we're in the casino a fair bit. You can't smoke in the casinos 
Well, at least in this casino, there's mm-hmm. no smoking. So I'm not a smoker, but the only smoking area is right up on deck 11, I think, or 10. And I couldn't even tell you exactly where that was. And that's it for smoking. There's just the one the one place. Perhaps if I was a smoker, I might be a bit frustrated by that. But it, as a non-smoker, I'm quite happy about it. Did you get any of the packages on board, like the Wi-Fi packages or any of the uh, drink, whether it be the bubbles or the alcohol package? Yeah, look, I'm a non-drinker, so I always get the bubbles package, which I've always found to be a really good deal, especially if you have a fair bit of – we call it soft drink. I think you guys call it a soda. Mm -hmm. But if you you drink a fair bit of it, it's it's definitely worth it. Um, I'm not quite sure how much the alcohol alcohol, um, packages cost, but, you know, I I assume they're a good deal as well. I'm not quite sure. The internet was roughly about 20 bucks a day, I think. Uh, and it worked quite well. We also had the Hub app, which is Carnival's app. I think it's called the same thing over there. Mm-hmm. And you pay a little bit extra to use a chat feature on that one. That didn't work so well. I my my sis my sister and I had that, so we can keep in touch with each other. But often our messages weren't just go, weren't going through. And that happened on our previous Carnival cruise as well. So I think there's some bugs to be ironed out there. Speaking of the hub, I think one of the things you need to be prepared to do these days on a cruise, and I'm sure you've probably mentioned this before, Doug, but you have to be prepared to get to use your phone to do things on a cruise, whether it's to look up the menu or, or look at your account or book something or, or whatever. I think these days there has to be a preparedness to actually go technical and, and, and use your phone. And, yeah. and all that stuff usually worked quite well. Yeah, I was surprised, John. I didn't really know this until I cruised last month with my family. And like the bubbles package, I believe it was nine fifty per person per day. And I watched someone right. next to me get a Pepsi. Just they didn't have the package, but they had just the regular sign and sale card. They put it to the automated dispenser. And just you know, they, they charge by the ounce on those machines. And it was two dollars and eighty cents for one glass of Pepsi. So I'm thinking if you drink three or four of those a day, that bubbles package is probably definitely actually worth it. Look, I, I totally agree. Again, I drink a, a fair bit of soda, soft drink. You know what, though? I do hear people saying in terms of the alcohol packages, though, unless you're drinking a lot, they're not worth it. But I, 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 I don't have direct experience of that. So you make your way back to Brisbane. How was the debark process there? Yeah, Doug, it was very quick, a, a really quick process. It was just like getting on. There was absolutely no lines at all. Um. I was back on solid ground by, I think, about 8.30 a.m. When you're doing a cruise like this to nowhere out of Australia, do you just walk off the ship or do you still have to deal with customs? I'm just wondering because you don't really go anywhere. Uh, in this case, Doug, they just scan your see, see past the card when, when you get off the ship. As That's before you get off the ship, and that's it. Nice. Nice. It, it, it's a really simple process. In just a couple of weeks, the ship is going to start heading towards Alaska following her 21-day Trans-Pacific cruise. So any first-time tips to offer anyone either, A, doing a short sailing or sailing Carnival Luminosa this summer? I think if it's a short cruise, what I've learned on this trip is to just go pack light. Just take a light bag with a, with a few items of clothing in it. Make sure you've got something to wear to the dining room. It doesn't have to be a suit but just something semi-formal at least. And unless you really want to get into the costume wearing and that sort of thing, it's so much easier just to carry a bag on and carry a bag off. In fact, they don't actually give you those those tags on the last night. 
assuming that you want them to take your bag off for you, you have to opt in for that if you want to do it that way. John, if you don't mind, I want to ask you a couple of questions from listeners. The first one is, does Luminosa have a movie screen by the pool? Yes. Does the pool have a retractable roof out there? It does. Yes, that too. Did you notice if this ship still has the Tandoori, the restaurant uh, venue on board? I know that some of them have been replaced with their old-fashioned barbecue uh, instead. I remember it on Splendor. I don't remember seeing it on this ship. And, and Doug, the other thing I was going to recommend was try the, I think it's called the Sea Day Brunch. Mm-hmm. It was on offer on each of the three days of our cruise. Um, I'm sure you've tried it yourself. It's fantastic. And my last question for you, John, does this one only have, like the Spirit Class, just one main dining room, two levels? Yeah, one main dining room with with the specialty restaurants nearby. Looking back here, though, John, what was the biggest highlight of this three-night cruise for you? Ah, that's a good question. Look, I really enjoyed the cruise. It was, a, it was a nice, relaxing cruise. Like I said, I spent a lot of time out at Serenity. That's just a personal preference, but I'd say that's often a highlight for me because it's such a beautiful space. It does have that beach club feel to it, but it's a relaxing beach club feel. It, it doesn't have the pounding music. It has that smooth jazz going and you can sit out there with a drink or, or whatever, have a swim, relax. That's, that's my favorite part of any cruise. I have to say, Doug, that's a highlight for me. And I have to ask you a question that probably I'll ask you as an uneducated American, but I was watching or I was in the Red Frog Rum Bar, Red Frog Pub on one sailing. and there was a lot of Australians in there. I think they were watching rugby or something. And they all started this like chant. They were like, it was like, oi, oi, oi. Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Okay. That's what, it, so that's, is that like a, a, a victory chant or something like that when you're watching sports? It's, I don't want to explain that one. It's, <laughs> it's just a general chant. Okay. That, uh, I, don't, I guess it attracts other Australians. I'm not quite <laughs> sure, but yeah, it's, it, 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 it's, it's often yelled out seemingly in foreign places, but yeah, I hear. I was, I was sitting in the pub and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Should I be, should I know this? And then the bartender's like, oh, it's the Australians. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, enough said. Eh? <laughs> uh, so in closing here, John, your final thoughts of Carnival Luminosa. Look, mate, fantastic cruise. Thoroughly recommended. I just added, it's a beautiful ship. We've been talking with John about his three-night quick cruise to nowhere on Carnival Luminosa. John, thank you so much for reaching out. Uh, excited to air this one with the listeners because everyone's very curious about this one. So you're the first. You brought the news. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Doug. I enjoyed it. Just back from a cruise? Let's talk about it. Email Doug at cruiseradio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Oh. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. 
If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.